When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Dave Schrader, Andy Rand Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back. Woody Allen says he should be the poster boy for the hashtag MeToo movement. We'll find out what he means by that next. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. It's really nice to have this morose music. Now we're talking. We're talking Woody Allen, so. What? Happy Monday. (laughs) Happy Monday. There you go. Woody Allen says he should be the poster boy for the hashtag MeToo movement, given that he hasn't been accused of sexual misconduct by any of the actresses with whom he's worked over the years. I'm a big advocate of the hashtag MeToo movement, Allen said in an interview with the Argentinian news program Periodismo para Todos. I feel when they Todos, T-O-D-O-S. I don't know what Todos means. It means all. I think that's the little dog that was in the Wizard of Oz movie. (laughs) Oh, the news for all? Is it what Paradismo, uh, Periodismo Paradoro, Todos means news for all? Yeah. Ah! What do you think of that action? Nice. I feel when they find people who harass innocent women and men, it's a good thing that they're exposing them. But, you know, I I should be the poster boy for the hashtag Me Too movement. Yeah, except for you married a 12-year-old, but other than that. How old was she? She was 19 when he got married. I think this is called deflection. Yeah. (laughs) She might be right. Yeah, but 
he was also he had sex with like Barbara Hershey, who starred in his movies, Mia Farrow, uh, Diane Keaton. So is he really? I mean, he's kind of in that same position. Like they all worked for him, and then he ended up having relationships. Right. Isn't that kind of the problem? I guess. So, I mean, he's never been accused of raping anyone or no. sexually assaulting them. No, so. just the pedophilia and yeah, things marrying like his stepdaughter. That's that's all. Other than that, yeah. Uh, I feel when they find people who harass innocent women, you know, I'm the poster boy for uh, the hashtag MeToo movement because I have worked in movies for 50 years. I've worked with hundreds of actresses and not a single one. Big ones, famous ones, ones starting out have ever suggested any kind of impropriety at all. I've always had a wonderful record with them. (laughs) This guy's mentally ill. You know what's so funny about that? It's because, okay, so all of these women that are sleeping with him are are gaining something from sleeping with him, Mm -hmm. right? They're becoming stars. Yeah. So I guess this is a mutually beneficial relationship for both for all involved. So we, maybe, you know, he's right. But the fact that he has to have sex with everybody he works with right. isn't exactly okay since in, he's the man in power that gives them the jobs. And in the current climate, knowing that you've got this dodgy background already. Yeah. Would you as Woody Allen think it's really a good idea to kind of get your name out there into this movement and... I just think he's, yeah. he's trying to put himself in the crosshairs here. That doesn't seem oh, like a I, real smooth move. I no. think he's hoping that, you know, America's uh, attention span is short, which it is, and that he's is, just Yeah, he's yeah just but deflecting. by doing this, by putting himself out there, then that's just going to open up now for anybody that ever you did think. feel slighted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I suppose that's because true. Because then all of a sudden somebody's going to go, oh, really? But he's always, Because I remember you making this comment when we filmed Love right, and Money. But right. he's always been the media darling. He can really do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, his bizarre. career has never suffered from any of the things well, that same he's with done. Polanski. Yeah, right. Exactly. I know. Have sex with a you know, sex with a thirteen-year-old girl yeah. after you drug her. Yep. And people are applauding you for yep. your lifetime achievement That's award. Unbelievable. Exactly. Including people like Meryl Streep. By That's the way, people that can benefit from it, they can well, do yeah, anything, and absolutely. they don't care. Woody Allen. Well, one thing he could, he can prove is that he didn't have sex with Mia Farrow when Ronan was born. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you say that, Tom. He obviously looks exactly like me. Sandwich. Yeah, exactly like Woody Allen <laughs> or Frank Sinatra. If you squint in a dark room, they're almost identical. <laughs> I could see it. I wonder if he sings like Frank. <laughs> I don't, Woody? No. No. <laughs> I know. Ronan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to. I used to really like Woody Allen's movies. I can't remember which one it was. I, I finally went. Oh, that that's enough of this. Hannah and uh, Hannah and her sisters. That might be right. Yeah. You might be right about that. It might have been the movie I went. Oh, this is his early stuff was really, was really funny really stuff. Funny. Yeah, but he was. I, I read a whole thing, and I think I mentioned it on one of the last episodes with you. He's basically admits that he is just a carbon copy of Bob Hope's delivery and style. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. So that yeah, pretty is his whole deal. And I think once he got away from that, and then started getting into the headier stuff, you yeah. know, with the Hannah and her sisters and and uh, Annie Hall, I think that's when he started. A, a totally different venue, which has been proven very successful for Yeah, him. he's been very successful at it. I the just... only newer one of his that I've seen, newer is a relative term, there was this one where he, like, it was basically My Fair Lady. Um, he took in some, like, uneducated girl, and basically the entire movie was him being a genius and her marveling at how smart he was. Really? Yeah. I don't know that one. Uh, sounds it. autobiographical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely real. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that movie would be. I have no um, idea what that movie would be. Hmm. It what probably a... was about 10 years ago. Oh, it was. Well, Tim Lammers will be on soon. Maybe he'll know. Yeah, he would know. Lammers will definitely know. Yeah. In the interview, the Oscar-winning filmmaker said that it bothers him that he gets linked to people like Harvey Weinstein, who has been accused of sexual misconduct by dozens and dozens of women. <laughs> I think in any situation where anyone is accused of something unjustly, this is a sad thing. I think everybody would agree that everyone ju- wants justice to be done. If there's something like the hashtag MeToo movement now, you root for them. You want, to, uh, you want them to bring uh, to justice these terrible harassers, these people who do all these terrible things. And I think that's a good thing, Alan said. He's basically thumbing his nose at the world, isn't he? Well, in this case, and I don't mean this to sound, uh, you know, trite, but... 
couldn't Bill Cosby say the same thing? Hey, I should be the face of me too because everybody I worked with, nobody's ever complained that I worked with. It's yeah. just women I knew in general that I drug and <laughs> right, do exactly. this to. You know, some sort yeah, of right. PR move is what this is. Well, yeah, I don't think he ever. Yeah, I don't think he ever hit on any of other women that he acted with. Did he? I no. I, I think there were some actresses and such in his canon, but I don't think they were ever actually working with him. But I think he did promise some of them that he might be able to get them a break. Yeah, so. probably. Probably true. Uh, what bothers me is I get linked with them. People who have been accused by 20 women, 50 women, 100 women of abuse and abuse and abuse. Oh, poor Woody. It says abuse and abuse and abuse. And I, who was only accused by one woman in a child custody case, which was looked at and proven to be untrue, I get lumped in with these people, he added. The interviewer who also also asked whether Alan had molested his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, who has said she was sexually abused by her father on August 4th, 1992 in an attic when she was seven years old. Alan has denied all allegations. He has never been charged. What happened between Alan and Dylan Farrow that afternoon has been in dispute for 25 years. Alan added he felt distressed about the allegations resurfacing in the midst of the hashtag MeToo movement. Of course not. I mean, this is just so crazy, Alan said. This is something that has been thoroughly looked at 25 years ago by all the authorities, and everybody came to the conclusion that it was untrue, and that was the end, and I've gone on with my life. For it to come back now is a terrible thing to accuse a person of. I'm a man with a family and my own children. Well, you're a man with about 15 families, isn't he? How many families he got? I don't know. I don't know, but Dylan Farrell to this day says that he sexually abused her when she was seven years old, so I don't know what that means. I have no yeah, idea. And I don't think Mia Farrow's got anything nice to say about him either, does she? Uh, no. 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 I think you might be right about it. Well, that. she did find a stack of her daughter's nude pictures on his desk. Yeah. That can tend to just, upset the apple might, cart in a relationship, Catherine. I, I would think that the Me Too <laughs> movement would be against that. Yeah. I, I don't know. That'd be yeah. a guess. That'd be a well, guess. But she was an adult at the time and in the pictures. It's still disgusting. I agree. <laughs> I agree, but, you know, I mean, it's still not illegal. She was an adult, and she wasn't his biological child. Right. And I don't even think she was right. his adopted child. It was mm-hmm. Mia's adopted child, who yeah. I don't think he adopted. Still, I think there's right. a line that should not be crossed. Agreed. I think that's one, be good. Of them, one of the few lines that shouldn't be crossed today in America. This is how the, mu- the movie business in America has changed. This is a headline in today's, uh, on today's uh, news sites. Solo limps to $148 million in 10 days, less than Rogue One opening weekend. Yeah, oh, no one likes Solo. Nobody likes Solo, but limping to $148 million, how much does it cost to make? A quarter of a billion or something? I went to see a movie with Alex and... Um, adrift. Adrift, and all, the, all of these kids were in their little Star Wars costumes running oh, around the God. theater. It was cute. Mm. I love that stuff. Budget 250 so yeah. Right, but the interesting thing is the budget's $250 million. Mm-hmm. And what I was reading in the one article is that they're limping to this, and phew, the estimations are they're going to probably only hit about five hundred to five hundred and fifty million for this movie. Poor babies. <laughs> Not right. a billion. No. No billion. They're for saying you. it could be the the lowest ranking one of of all of the Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, yeah. movies. Period. Just but right. at, at, you know when you've doubled your income on it, and and consider that still a failure. Remember when movies used to cost eight million, and when you'd make sixteen million, you mm-hmm. were a huge boffo yeah, success. True. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like overexposure for the brand, or if yes. the movie just was so terrible that no, the movie wasn't terrible. But I think what the main thing is is it's it's missing the charm. Mm. You know, it'd be like um, I can't even find another thing that Back you to could. The future. It, yeah, it'd be like if they remade Back to the Future and uh, and put you know somebody else in both roles and you'd just be like no this yeah. doesn't but that doesn't even matter because you know so there are other people that have got michael j fox's kind of charm yeah the movie solo is a good movie hmm. and it's entertaining and it's fun and i think that uh glover does a great job donald glover does a great job yeah. as lando he really nails billy d williams without making it seem like an imitation okay he just seems like the young billy d williams and the rest of the characters are great but this kid's just the kid playing han solo He's a good actor, and he does well with it, but... He's not Harrison Ford. Right. You feel like you're... Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're watching a stunt double do the movie, and yeah. you're just waiting for Harrison to show up. Yeah, I could see that. And and that, I think, is the, the big hit. So, But I, I think you're also right, Catherine, is, you know, we went 
20 years between Star Trek movie, or Star Wars movies. And then all of a sudden we get yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, you know, Part 7, we've got Rogue One, we've got this movie, that movie, the other movie, and when you start doling them all out, at this point now we're getting fatigue. Right. I think that's what happens. And they're talking about a TV series, they've had cartoons, so I just think at this point it's oversaturation. Yeah, Disney, Disney is uh, bastardizing the, the series too much. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I don't know. I, I, the last one I saw was the one with the puppets in it, and that was enough for me. They're all puppets. Ewoks. Wrap it up. Ewoks. Yeah. Yes, that would oh, be Ewoks. What one was that? That was the, the final one, one though, yeah. uh, Return Six. of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Didn't care for it. Nope, there's Tim. Timmy! <laughs> Hello. What's the latest? Okay, Andy's got a movie description. you got to figure out what movie this is. Well, okay. I, don't, I don't even know if it's... It was Woody Allen. Right. What did you say? Basically, Woody Allen takes in some uneducated girl, and they fall in love, and the entire movie is like My Fair Lady. just him being the smart guy, and she's... Mighty Aphrodite. Oh, Mighty yes. Aphrodite. That was yep. with uh, Mia Servino. Mia Servino was in it, yep. Who won an Oscar for that, I believe, yep. and then thanks to Harvey Weinstein, had her career sidelined. Mm. Really? Is that what happened? back. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's I knew what she claims. You know, I'm Mira. trying to be. That's what it is. Mira. You give you a little legal speak here because, you know, allegedly yeah. that's what happened. You know, I found it but very yeah. boring. It was basically just like, it, it, look how great Woody Allen is. Well, you know, it's really crude, is what it is. And, you know, the thing is about Woody Allen's films, I mean, he can be quite crude. Yeah. And he's definitely crude in this picture. Oh, it was inspired by Pygmalion, which right. is what inspired yeah. My Fair Lady. So that which makes sense. And Pretty Woman. And Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah. Going down the list. And countless others. <laughs> yeah. A lot of originality there. Well, countless yeah. others. How much time we got, Andy? Uh, two minutes. We still have two. Okay. I keep forgetting to start my clock at the very beginning of the show. I don't know why that is. I ordered something for that. Did you? It arrives today. Now we're talking. Did you Did you find the the uh, the remote for the light oh shoot we forgot to look for that yesterday what when we were oh, done well. at the office <laughs> well i tell you we went uh without identifying the building we went to pick up some furniture at the old location yeah mm-hmm. that building reeked so badly i don't know what happened in there it smelled like somebody pooped in the hallway or something uh-huh. like, oh, man you sewer back up garbagey urine it was bad something <laughs> garbagey urine don't you have garbagey urine tim <laughs> It was bad. Tim's not even answering. No. No. What what was that? Yeah, maybe it's a conversation I don't even want to. uh, No comment. You don't want to know. I see Morgan Freeman's back at work, so there you have that. Morgan Freeman was spotted back at work in Savannah, Georgia on Friday. The 81-year-old actor celebrated his birthday by filming scenes for his new movie, The Poison Rose, with co-stars John Travolta and Femke Jensen. I like Femke Jensen. The outing comes amid his ongoing legal battle with CNN over its report that he sexually harassed or was inappropriate towards women. I have a question there, so Cassie and Catherine. Mm -hmm. Inappropriate towards women. How do you know when you've crossed that line? Because I think he thinks... Only they know. He was being flirty and fun? Yeah. I think he. I think he thinks he was being flirty and fun, and they felt he was. Well, he was being inappropriate. You've come up against that a couple of times, where you've mentioned that... You know, women's looks in general and gotten yelled at. Yeah, I mean, I literally it's said. It's going to depend on the woman. Why should she be able to judge what you meant? Yeah. Well, because if you're a woman that's fresh out of college and you've just taken a ton of women's studies, oh, you're going to you're going to be like wounded, brainwashed at everything that a guy says. For new that's listeners, what's here's happen. what I said. Sorry. I said. I find all women to be pretty because I think women's eyes are beautiful. And these two women got really mad at me for saying that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. That's why would you be upset by that's, that? the, that's the problem. It's, it's, it's impossible for guys to know because some women can't get enough compliments. Right. And can't get enough right. male attention. They just can't ever get enough. And some women don't want you to notice their looks or treat them like they're a member of the opposite gender at all. But I didn't name them specifically. I said all women. Like I said, if you've just come out of college and you're, you know. So it's college professors that are ruining my life. Pretty much. I would say. Well, it didn't ruin my life, but. I would say that's overkill. Well, plus um, one of the women (laughs) hates my guts anyway, so. Well, we're at almost 60 minutes, so. Well, 
here we go. All right, Tim will be right back with us, Tom Bernard. Okay. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Tim Lammers. I thought it was a 1920s announcement. You sound like a carnival barker there. That was my 1920s announcing voice. <laughs> I wonder why they talk the, like uh, that. What were those reels called that we'd see? Uh, or that the news reels. Yeah, the news reels. Yeah, the, the movie tone news or something. The movie tone oh, news. Yeah. Then Groucho Marx and his brothers came into the Warner Brothers offices. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Were they trained to talk like that? or what? I, I think so. I think yeah. that was like the news delivery. <laughs> well, I think it also it grabbed your attention. Yeah. It's like, it what's happening? Sure. What's happening? Wasn't yeah. that, it was something called the trans something. Transatlantic accent yeah, was tra- similar yeah. but slightly different. That's but, like, um, but that like, was typing, that kind of... typing in caps with exclamation marks. <laughs> what was her name? That um, famous transatlantic accent lady. Madonna. That's all, that's all she ever talked like. Audrey Hepburn, Catherine Hepburn. Oh, no, Betty Davis. Betty Davis, all of them did that. But that's yeah. exactly the way I feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Betty Davis. That yeah. was the yeah. accent that they were trained to use back in like Like to sound more elegant than Hollywood. they were. Yeah. And it was a good way to hide the slide of a, of a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> that's yeah, very that's true. So that's what they would do is a lot of the times if you, if you did that and took slower, so you didn't sound... Like you were dealing with a mental deficiency, right? You know? yes. Interestingly, it was a fake accent. No, what? They made it up just for Hollywood. No, that's hard to believe. Yeah. Something fake in Hollywood? How'd that yeah. happen? Why is the Valley Girl <laughs> accent like the normal accent now? Coming back? Yeah, uh, no, I don't in, know. In, I'm on the phone all the time talking to people about things, whether it's appraisers or bankers or whatever, and every every girl, I know, is like. Like, it's I'm the Tom sorry, Bernard show. What are you What's doing? That? What do they I'm call like, it? The Fry voice? Vocal Fry, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the Vocal Fry. And, and Catherine, yeah. you look great yeah. today. Yeah. Pink is so your color. <laughs> God, I, I hate that oh, so much. That's, what is that? It's back in a big way. And and why do they why. want to sound like that? They, I'm I, sorry, I, but you sound dumb. I don't know. I my know. daughters watch all these YouTube videos, and they'll, they'll watch some of these girls oh, that do yeah. that. And then... Hey, Dad, can we? And I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't I will even stab start. you in the ear with a fork. Go away. Noah! Everybody's Noah. doing it. When I was in middle school, that was... Do the Kardashians was... talk like that, though? I have no I idea. Like I bet they do. They I've never do, seen yeah. the show, so I wouldn't know. Likely story, I've Lammers. never seen the show either. Yeah, when I was in middle school, that no, was the thing. No, no, like, I haven't, like, seen it. No, <laughs> and, uh... Don't went up. Stop it up. Everything ended in uh, uh, It's like, oh. why? It's like talking to Brittany. <laughs> oh, poor Brittany. I love torturing Brittany because she, it's either, well, like, I think, or it's, well, I mean. Yeah. Brittany's she goes, just... I like or I mean, and I torture her with it. It's phenomenal. Brit, Brit. Brittany just talks like a girl. <laughs> hey, Lammers, did you see uh, Hereditary yet? No. No, I did not. That's that's the the only thing I know about Hereditary is um, they were it was some screening somewhere 
I saw in it. the U.S. or not a screening. Uh-oh. It was just a film, and parents were expecting Peter Rabbit, and all of a sudden, Hereditary came up. <laughs> that was, I think, and that was over in Europe. Jesus out of oh, all the it? kids in the audience. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I just saw it last week. The, the pre-screening. It comes out, I believe, this week, and it's right. uh, it's. The name is horrible for a horror psychological yeah, hereditary thriller. Hereditary is terrible. Hered- uh, hereditary, but it's got uh, Tony Collette and what is his yeah, name? Gab- Burn, Gabriel Byrne. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a really, you know, it's one of those kind of movies you walk out of and you go, I'm not sure what I just watched, but I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, but it, it, I want to see it again. It, it kind of oh. got into my head and it was just a, it's really original, which I, I love for one of these psychological and horror movies. And it's dark. It's twisted, and there's just, I mean, usually you can start to see the telegraph at the end of a movie like that coming. And i got to be honest with you, in this one I had no clue what they were doing or where they were going with it. But the special effects they used for the supernatural elements, Mm -hmm. the way they represent ghosts or ghost-like characters, was really impactful. People in the audience, you could hear them doing the... (gasps) Really? You'd see it coming in. Yeah, so like I said, it's one of those... Hereditary. Like, well, it's called. Babadook came out a few years Babadook, ago, yeah. and I would rather gouge my eyes out with a rusty fork than watch Babadook. <laughs> and, and everybody movie. talked about how great that was. This kind of has that same sense to me, but it's different. It, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I would thought, definitely watch it again. See, uh, I thought Babadook was maybe because I heard so much by the time I finally caught the thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was overrated. Yeah, I did too. But you know, everybody has a thing. I mean, you know, if, if something gets too hyped, Jesus. then it just eventually, essentially, is going to let you down. You know, yeah, it's just well, the bye. nature of things. So. It was, it, bye, was it was not a good movie. <laughs> bye, Tom. Way to play it off, guys. He's nice. Got, he's got to bring back his uh, Coke well, bottles. He, he was like <laughs> smashing <laughs> into the desk. It's people probably wondering what the hell that was. <laughs> Suffering Tom a stroke at the table. Did you guys see Babadook? No. No. Oh, my God. I haven't seen a horror movie in forever. It's, it's you know, it was touted as this great psychological thriller, and it was just so stupid. No. Every I think aspect it became of, like a oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that somebody sees it the same way I do. I, oh. You know, you get these movies where people are thinking it's the greatest thing ever, and it's like, what? You know, I mean, yeah, it's somewhat unnerving, but, you know, I just I just wasn't feeling it at all. I went on a rant on our show when it first came out talking. I literally, I told everybody, if you like this show, never listen or see that movie ever. <laughs> because And people were like, uh, you said it was so horrible, I had to watch it. And everybody's like, I should have listened to you, yeah. Dave Schrader. But then you've got the people that absolutely love it, and I don't get it. It's dumb. Yeah. I get yeah, the subtext. Just... I get where they're going with the subtext of the single mom and the kid trying to deal with the aftermath of, of divorce and all of the things going on, but it just was so dumb. And then to just kind of make the creature so insignificant at the end, you're just like, what, what, what is this? I don't know. And I don't want to knock child actors, but that kid was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I remember from it. But I will. Yeah. Child that actors can be was, very annoying. It was annoying. I mean, and look, I mean, it, it, kids can be annoying. And, and I just, sure I don't can. know. I mean, that. I think the big deal was for the the woman the the lead was getting all the notices for the picture anyway. Yeah. Um, and then as it turns out, they I mean they even wanted to push her for uh, an Oscar nomination. Unreal. And then it was some for some reason it was ineligible. I can't remember why, but yeah, from what I can remember, the kid kind of to me was grading anyway. But sorry. Well, sorry, the kid was in two things. He was in the Babadook, and then he was in Funny or Die presents parody of the Babadook. And then he stopped acting. So, <laughs> there was much. yeah. So, um, so you're you're trying to build up my argument here, Andy? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I guess he's nobody not, else wanted to deal with the annoying kid. Not the best actor <laughs> in the world. And the Babadook, uh, the the whole theory is that it's this book, and when you read the book and do this, you're kind of unleashing the creature from within. And first of all, the book mm. is so chilling and it's so creepy looking. I don't know anybody that would pick it up and go, "Yes, I'll read this to you for a bedtime story." Oh. I mean, he's yes. this sketchy looking kind of. Um, he's got the black top hat on and the scraggly hair and the skinny dark out with the red glowing eyes. He looks like, well, Will, uh, like Johnny Cooper. Depp's Willy Wonka, but yeah, like, only sketchy. It reminded yeah. me of the tall man in um, the Last Conjuring. Do you remember? Didn't that kind of come to life and had that weird? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it reminded me of that anyway. Yeah. The Conjuring came out. Conjuring Two came out after it, but yeah. it, it, it just seemed to me it was the same sort of concept. Or but something. I'd love to see your take on Hereditary. I think people should check it out if you want to see a horror movie, a psychological thriller outside of the 
the norm and with originality because I'm tired of all these remakes and rehashes. Mm. The Hereditary is a good movie for that. I saw a drift. Now, Catherine, did you see a drift? I did. I told Tom. I said, I'm going to go see At Sea. And he's like, At Sea? You mean a drift? I'm like, same, same. Oh, and what do you think? Who's not having a baby? Alex is not having a baby. <laughs> she just came in the door. Uh, Alex, is, Alex went to see it with me, so let oh, her good, yeah. sit down and get her headphones on, and we can... Well, I'll tell you this. I thought there was Philip calling me back. Mm-hmm. I get outside, I call him back, and it's an auto parts store that had called the wrong number. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Oh. Okay. So anyway, a drift. We saw it. We saw a drift. We went and saw it. And I wanted to go to a movie, and I was like, I don't want to see anything, really, that's out right now. And I was like, this one looks kind of interesting. Mm. Yes. It was terrible, I heard. It wasn't terrible. No, I gave it a no, 7 out of no, 10. Me it's too. okay. 7 out it's of 10. It's okay. I, I think I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yep. Yeah, and it made, if it hadn't been based on a true story, I feel like it would have been 5 out of 10. Yeah. But since it right. was based on a true story, it made it bad, like a... Yeah, and I, thought, I think they did a good job editing it, you know, not keeping you at sea to, or adrift, mm. sorry, for so long that you got completely, yeah. I mean, a couple of times I was like, enough of these water scenes. And then they cut they, back. Yeah, they, right. yeah. They, they bounced back and forth from, mm-hmm. like, how this couple met, and then they were adrift, and then they went back to, like, them on a date, and then they were adrift again. So it was kind of, like, kept you, it wasn't all chronological which i feel like if it would have been it would have been no, i was very upset with that's it. why i kind of no. felt it even though it's just over 90 minutes i thought well, it kind of feels long at times and it came to me that you know when you're out there in that hopeless situation where you see nothing but water around you and you're adrift Ugh. i mean that's frustrating and that yeah. makes that gets, to me that's tedious and that makes it feel long because nothing's happening well, you know, well, it's a hopeless only... situation. I thought, and that's why I kind of felt like this movie was a tad bit long, mm-hmm. even though it was ninety-seven yeah. minutes total. I think I agree, but I, I also was mad the entire movie because it's like, why is no one wearing a life jacket? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the mom. They're up on those hurricane scenes were pretty harrowing, and though, they still they? didn't have a life jacket on. Yeah, there was never a life jacket. <laughs> They're sailing yeah. in this horrid there's, storm. There's Nobody's wearing a life. They're no wear, life jacket. They're wearing <laughs> rain suits. Yes. But no life jacket. Yeah. What? Well, I, to be fair, though, I don't know if a, a, a um, life jacket would have done much in a hurricane. I think it's a pretty good idea. Drowning. Still, I think it's a good yeah. idea. Well, yeah, always, yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. My, I've gone sailing several. I don't know, maybe fifteen, twenty times in my life, and it's like, why is the, why is there sail up in this horrible windstorm? You <laughs> no, take yeah, those down storm, and you hunker down. Yeah, yeah. You don't and you go mask. below deck. Yeah, I'm like, no wonder they got. What kind of movie away. makers would you be? It'd be boring. <laughs> Movie's uh, over. They went down below yeah. deck. Like this, <laughs> We're going to ride it out down it's here. Like Let's make some s'mores. <laughs> they still would have been adrift if they went below would, deck. That's yes. true. They still would have been adrift. Yeah, but if you didn't like the water scenes, how much more boring would it be to see them sitting in the cabin of a small boat for yeah, that's 45 true. minutes yeah. now? Well, she, while, yeah, while there's a 400-foot wave is not the one time of my to back fears, down though, the hatches. being stranded out there like that. Yeah. That's maybe why. I know drowning is one of my biggest fears, so I'm like... <laughs> I think it's everybody's. Well, so it's, it only made a third of its budget, so... That movie, A Perfect Storm, I, I can't remember the last time I sat in a movie with Ooh. my stomach hurting so bad through all of it. Yeah, because you're just... Seasick? It's so intense. No, it's just you're like watching these waves and watching what's happening to these guys. You're actually... Yeah, A Perfect Storm yeah. definitely had a bigger budget, I would say, Not than really. this movie did. What yeah. about that one that came out like three years ago, Greatest Rescue or whatever? Oh, the Finest Hour? Finest Hour. Yeah, Star. it sounds a lot like this. <laughs> Uh, no, Vinus was a good movie. No, well, well they were being that. rescued, whereas these people were just by themselves in the middle of the ocean. Did oh. you guys see Open Water? No. 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 See, now that's an interesting one. That's where a couple goes on a vacation, and they're, like, uh, off with a tour group, and they're in, the like, a reef area, and um, the tour group takes off and leaves them there, and they forget that they're there. And oh. they're kind of bobbing in the shark-infested water, and she's, uh, you know, the wife's like... Um, Let's go get one of those other boats. He's like, they're going to come back for us. They wouldn't leave without. They do a head count. And so he keeps talking her out of trying to get the little help that there might be still available out there. And that you talk about a movie set in this. They're, they're bobbing in water for the whole time with oh. sharks. Oh, and God. It, that's another one of those kind of really just makes you feel sick to your stomach watching it kind of deal. Did you see that one, Tim, or no? 
No, no, I didn't. I try to stay away from those kinds of movies again. I, I hate that scenario. Yeah. I hate it. I mean, you know, I probably what I you know either reviewed a different film that week or what I wasn't doing it at that time or something. But I do. I know what you're what film you're talking about. Yeah. But that's the interesting thing about this film, Adrift. There are they're at their peril is you know the idea of possibly uh, starving to death or being dehydrated because they don't have drinkable water. There were no sharks involved with this film at all. No. So that, that to me, was interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, in real life, sharks don't care about you. That's a, that's a Hollywood thing. Well, Why do they bite yeah, people? I would imagine. They barely ever do. Really? Yeah, shark bites are actually really rare. Have you ever seen those helicopter shots when they'll go over the beach and you see see kids playing and there's like sharks five feet away from them right off the side? Well, I mean, I'd stay away just in case, but yeah. It does happen. It's it's supposed to be an accident when they do bite somebody. Well, most most people who are attacked are on surfboards, so they're kind of the shape of a seal, and sharks can't see that well. Oh, really? They they basically hunt by sensory well, all so you have to smell, do is scrape your yeah. Everything. You scrape yourself a tiny bit, and there's any blood in the water, they're going to come. Well, do you think it around. also has to do? You're like you're out in the sun, your skin smells like bacon. Yeah, <laughs> we're cooking. You jump <laughs> in the water, you and they're like, hey, hey, that smells pretty good. Sharks know what bacon smells like. Everybody knows what bacon smells like. Smells like. There are about eighty shark attacks worldwide per year. You know how so, much? That's 79 too money. Yeah, mm-hmm. but considering how many people are in the water and how many sharks there yeah, are, that yeah. isn't that many, really. Yeah, 80 out of 7 billion, that's pretty good odds. Because I, I wonder how many uh, bear attacks there are every year. There's probably 40. Now, there's a lot fewer bears, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we're creating a segue to a different kind of Although shark. Although we, we have to take a break yes. here so we can segue okay. but that different way. kind of shark after the break. Perfect. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. There you go. Oh, a little thriller action. Always a hit. I think it's the go-to uh, horror movie theme song. Yeah, but he just led you in with a shark. Why aren't we getting a little Mac the Knife? I can't. I know, oh, we can't be friends anymore. Or the horrible Jaws theme. Yes. Uh, thriller. I did not realize that there was a special on about Michael Jackson over the weekend. And... Uh, they talked about the fact that he was very upset that some people believed that he believed and he followed the occult closely. No, I never thought that. No, nobody ever thought that. But apparently, he had he apologized and said, "I do not believe." I don't, you know. That was because he was a Jehovah Witness. 
I think that's so. why yeah. they had to put yeah. that statement Michael Jackson out there. was a Jehovah Witness. Yeah. Yep. yep. So oh. was Prince. I know. I knew Prince was. Yep. I did not know that about Michael Jackson, though. I didn't even know we had Jehovah's Witnesses in Minnesota. There's one right by our house. There's a temple right by our house. There's a, is it a temple? Is that what you call it? <laughs> no. I, they just call it church. I think. Church. There's, There's a guy. Witness. There's just a guy. And he hangs out near our neighborhood. <laughs> See him? That's the one. That's yep. Jehovah. Jehovah. There was a, we had a couple come to our door a few, like a month or two ago. Did I you? have never had that happen. Mm-hmm. I had to throw one off the farm once. Mm-hmm. guy knocks on our door. This is before we had a gate. He knocks on our door, and I'm right in the middle of something really busy. And I answer the door, and he's standing, and he goes, I'd like to talk to you about the Lord and the watchtower. I said, oh, really, I'm I'm really right in the middle of something. You caught me at a bad time. I was just just making out with my husband. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So get away from the door. No, so he said, you don't have time to talk about the Lord, huh? I said, get the hell off my property. (laughs) You were mean to a man of God? Yes, I was. I was very mean that to him. That explains why you've been you cursed seen, ever since. This guy was about as holy as the devil, okay? He had this look in his eye like, I'm crazier than hell. Maybe he was. Now, as, uh, segueing back into Timmy here, I'd like to point out that William Phipps has died. You guys even know who William Phipps is? Sorry, no. Yes, you do, actually. That's a, that sounds familiar. Well, you know who will you William you don't know him, but you Phipps. know his voice. Google doesn't, so Google doesn't know who William Phipps is. Are you sure his name is Phipps? He's the voice of May Prince take... Charming. Yep. Um, see, Timmy I don't Lambert. Think his name is Phipps. His name is William. I actually <laughs> did talk with the voice of of Cinderella for that film, actually, Cinderella, which was a real Cinderella. treat. I would imagine so. It's a great Alex Yeah, I mean, that's that history, you know? I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a historical film as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I w- sure. I'm amazed. I mean, 96. Boy, that's a long run. That's great for him. Yeah, 96 years old. Not bad. Well, there we go. Yeah, for some reason, unless you spell it P-H-I-P-P-S, Google has no idea what you're talking really? about. Really? Oh, Usually it gets misspellings like that, He but was not best known for his many roles in 1950s science fiction films. Yeah. I they were all You'd great. know who he- if you saw his face, you'd know who he is. Oh, he was in War of the Worlds. Yep. You'd know him. Uh, by the way, I want to thank Catherine for not bringing up my uh, first time I was ever on a sailboat story. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Went up to the Apostle Islands with some friends, Perry, uh, Perry Roth, and Etta. Etta was there. Uh, Aaron was Aaron there. Aaron was also there, yes. So we're down, we're down below deck, and I look to my left, and there's this big window. Shut up, Catherine. You would not have done well in a drift. No, I would not have done well in a drift. So I've never been in a sailboat in my life. I'm, we're below deck. I look out this this window, and I said, my God, is it dark out? They said, that's the door to the closet. It was one of those black glass, you was know, sliders. Deal. I was like, yeah, yeah. Never been below. Never been on a sailboat. Although I did tell them we were about to hit an island. Nobody else. That did. was my fault, actually. It was your fault. No, we ran aground. That was my fault. Way I set go, the Catherine. I set the course, and then we got to like laughing and joking, and then the fog set in, and I forgot about timing it, and mm. all of a sudden somebody's like, "Land ho!" And I mean Boom. now, bam. <laughs> Land ho, and I mean yeah, now. That's we really were, nice. Yeah. It was my fault. I wasn't paying attention. All right, Tim, you were going to make a reference to a new movie. This is your segue period. Well, actually, right it's, this is my segue, and you'll know who this shark is because I heard you talking this morning about how you and Catherine saw the J. Paul Getty movie, yes. All the Money in the World. We and did if there indeed. were ever a bigger shark, it was him. What a jerk. He what was a horrible human being. Horrible human being. <laughs> Terrible human being. I like the McDonald's guy? Much worse. Worse than oh, the McDonald's yeah. guy? The McDonald's guy wasn't horrible. He was a great businessman. This he was guy, a horrible yeah. human being, No, he saw yes. an opportunity. <laughs> horrible human being. Opportunist. <laughs> Jay but, but, you know, that, 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 there's a great line in All the Money in the World about um, Mark Wahlberg's character is just saying to the magnificent Christopher Plummer. Yes. You yes. know, how much more do you, what, what, what is it that will make you happy? What, what amount do you need? And he just says, more. More. <laughs> and I just thought, my God. <laughs> well, You're what? talking about the greediest pig ever to exist right there, man. Could he get away but, with what he did today with having all of his possessions belong to a charitable trust so he didn't have to pay taxes on God. anything? He had between an estimated 
one to three billion dollars back in those days yeah. and wasn't yeah. paying taxes. Could you even get away I, with that? I don't think I, so. I, I would imagine that it, there are people getting away with some part of that. I mean, you know, there there's always seems to be ways that people are manipulating the system. I guess. I, I tell you I one guy who isn't. To me, that film, I'm sorry, Tom, go ahead. That was a bad impression that Dave did of me, apparently. <laughs> not bad enough. It convinced Lambert. Yeah. Sure, it was not bad enough because Lambert thought it was me. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Oh, okay, sorry. But, but Christopher Plummer, you got to realize, as spectacular as he was in that film. He was really good. Nine days. He came in Ooh. and did that role in nine days. Really? And not only did he replace the scenes that Spacey was in, I interviewed the screenwriter for the film after it came out, and he said that he gave him the entire script, and he said, Plummer memorized the entire part, and there were scenes that actually weren't in the original cut that they added in. Really? I mean, you talk about, wow, yeah, pro. I mean, this guy is amazing. And, and uh, you know, again, I could not imagine Pl uh, uh, Spacey being in that film. No, I couldn't either. Uh, he no. was in an early trailer, and he just yep. looked like a clown, all the makeup on him. No. But Plummer was perfect. Plummer was perfect. He was really good. Did you know that there's two of the, I guess, I don't know, I've never been to either one of them, but he, uh, J. Paul Getty, there's two museums in California, Southern California, mm -hmm. L.A.? Yep. All of that was his stuff. Yes, it was, yeah. And oh, the artwork. Was. Yeah. Yep. And that look that Michelle Williams gave that bust of J. Paul Getty at the end. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. But she threw that off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Just throw it off a bridge. Oh, my God. Though. What an incredible story. And, again, just the, the, the greed of this guy. And, and so well, I got 14 other grandchildren, and I'm going to have to start paying their ransoms, too. Yeah, no, just terrible. But, uh, yeah, I did a little movie. research on, what was the kid's name again? The one that was kidnapped? Polly. Mm -hmm. But he, he had a very bad life. He had a terrible life. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, terrible oh, yeah. life. But, you know, the interesting thing was, you know, I, I knew he was born in Minneapolis, and if you look up the bios of John Paul, the John Paul Getty's son... And the kid, Polly, it said that they were all born in Minneapolis. And I thought, well, how the hell could what? that be? And that's, that's Wikipedia for you. Uh, I don't so, think uh, who that's knows? right. Uh, I, I think, think Wikipedia yeah. has gotten better. But why would they all be born in Minneapolis? I think they just, the old man was. Yeah. But how, yeah do you know anything JP. about him? How long he was here? He wasn't. He, done, he had 12. done any business here? He wasn't here long. His father was an, uh, I think he was an attorney. And then he went, and, he was speculating in oil in Oklahoma. Yep. So they moved there for a while, and he made a lot of money, and then I believe they moved to Southern California. They did, yes. But you know, oh. you know what the name of his phenomenal oil company was? One of the worst names in the history of oil business? No. Minnehoma. Oh, from Minnesota? <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh -oh. Minnehoma mm. Oil. Minnehoma. What a horrible name. <laughs> well, one thing I think we know for sure, if he has any relatives in Minnesota uh, today, they didn't get anything from him. No, they did not. You got, you'll get nothing and like it. That's pretty much ah. it. Yeah, I, I thought the movie was really, really good. It was. Really good. Yeah, yeah it, it just, it, would, it kind of, it was unfortunate timing, obviously. They had so much time to, to insert those scenes, you know, film the scenes, which they did over Thanksgiving. And then to cut the film in time to screen it for awards groups. But it was just released too late, and it was just lost in the shuffle. I just think it should have gotten a lot more attention than it did, because I think it's a decent movie. Oh, yeah, I do. I think it's beyond decent. I think Michelle Williams is amazing. She, she is. is. She's great. very good. She's always good in everything. Mm -hmm. yep. She is. She's, she's really good. I know. Once you hear the uh, cast, it's like, how can it be bad? No, it's true. Right. Wahlberg does Well, again, you know, the damaged goods. You know, with Spacey's involvement, yeah. I don't know if film film goers actually stayed away from it for that reason. But uh, hell, I you know I was impressed. Again, yeah, just those three leads alone, and then Ridley Scott directed it. On top yep. of that, yep. I mean, you know, you know, you're going to get something quality with that. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, not necessarily it, it's true. Too bad it, it got overshadowed, <laughs> but I'm glad that you caught it on video. Yeah, it was it was good. It was it's worth watching, in my opinion. Well, here's something um, in Choctaw. Homa means red, so Oklahoma means red people. Yeah, because it was a lot of Native Americans that live 
in Oklahoma. Yeah, and in Minnesota, uh, Minna means lake. Lake, So yes. technically, in two different languages, that would be Red Lake. Red Lake. Well, there you go. Oh. What do you should have just that? called it Red Lake Oil. It sounds better. You know who's from Oklahoma, and you'd know who he is? Lots of people. Native American guy. Come on. A friend of ours? Yeah. Of well, yeah, an acquaintance. Being. An acquaintance from Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma. He's, he's a Native American. American. Oh. Although he's got a Scandinavian name, so I don't know how that happened. I don't know who you're talking Famous about. Famous Dave. Oh, that's right. Famous Dave is from Oklahoma. That's mm-hmm. right. Indeed. So, Tim, to switch to TV for one quick second, a lot of sure. people told me that that season five of, of uh uh, Silicon Valley was not as good. I disagree. I think it's every bit as good as the other four seasons. That what's I, his name? It, I have to catch up, Richard? so I couldn't tell you. But Chin, really, Jin Yang. Jin Yang. Yang. is phenomenal. <laughs> really? Oh, you you fat. <laughs> you are ugly. You are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you Paul. Yeah. We don't have time to get to that, and I and I've been meaning to bring this up for the last couple of weeks because I know you and Catherine love the show, but my wife is absolutely hooked. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night and she can't sleep, she's got the tablet watching Longmire. Oh, Longmire's oh, wonderful. Yeah, that is a good show. Because that was a favorite of yours, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes. We have, we've got three episodes left because we're we're watching like one every six months now. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, because I told her that you were stretching it out. I didn't yeah. realize that you were stretching it out that far. Well, the problem we had is we made a huge mistake with Rectify. We watched it in real time, which is one of our favorite series of all time. That was an amazing series. Rectify was wonderful. Great acting. And then I watched Justified, uh, and I loved that as well. That final scene with uh, Walton Goggins and Timothy Oliphant is one of the best scenes in the history of television. When he's sitting there talking to him at the prison, it's really, really good. Walton Rectif- Goggins sounds like Swedish footwear. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I'll tell him that. I got my Walton Goggins. Him, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell him that you said his name sounds like footwear. <laughs> what is Swedish footwear? Yes, Swedish footwear. He's a, he's actually very. Those and Doc Martens. Yeah, Doc Martin. There you go. That's exactly right. But um, yeah, she so she loves uh, Longmire. Oh, God. And you know what? I, look, I, I just haven't had the time to sit down and watch, but I've, I've watched an episode here and there, and it is damn good. It is really it's great. Good. The kid from. And he's uh, an Australian fella. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's, he's Australian, yes. He seems like such a cowboy. You know what he said, though? The, 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 uh, we're talking to Adam Bartley because he comes in and does the podcast once in a while. He's from, where is he from? Uh, Edina, Prairie. Edina? Uh, Edina, Eden Prairie, one of those. Yeah. One of those yeah. Eden like places. Prior Lake, maybe. Or <laughs> Being a little WD-40 over there, honey? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he said that when, when Robert Taylor's here, when he was here doing the series, while he was Longmire, he had a hard time speaking in his natural voice because he was so into the character that when he tried oh, yeah. to speak with his normal voice, it sound, still sounded American. <laughs> ah. pretty, pretty interesting. They get pretty deeply into it. Tim, are you going to stay for another segment, or do you have to go? Sure, sure. I can stay, stick around. I would think it would be a wise decision. Yeah, I think uh, Tim hey. wanted to talk solo, and I have an important question that I want Ooh. to get his take yeah. on. It. So you want to talk some solo. Yeah. Cassie has a question. Alrighty, and uh, hopefully that auto parts store won't call me back. And I think it's Philip. <laughs> Champion. <laughs> but other than that, everything will be good. In any case, we'll be right back. Tim Lammers will stay with us. Uh, Darkness Dave and Darkness Cassie are here. You know, and then it's the family. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. 